When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Google's Pixel lineup gained two new members this week when the search giant randomly announced the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro on Monday. The announcement not only cut off any potential leaks over the next few months before a bigger launch, but it also included and was framed around the announcement of Google Tensor, the company's first custom processor or system on a chip. I'm Jason Cipriani with co-host Jason Perlow, and on this episode of Jason Squared, we're going to discuss our Pixel 6 impressions, what this move means for Qualcomm, and what it will mean for Google moving forward. All right, Perlow, so we've been hearing rumors for the last couple of years that Google was thinking about looking into or possibly actually creating its own processor for smartphones and other products, but we didn't quite know when it was going to happen. And then seemingly out of nowhere, Google announced Tensor. So what gives? Well, I think that the uh, there better be a really good price drop on the Pixel 5 <laughs> because they did, they just they just Osborned it several months before actually putting, you know, the, the Pixel 6 up for sale by, by pre-announcing it this early. So I think that that's going to have some interesting effects on, on the value of at least my Pixel 5 that's sitting on the desk right there. I was hoping I could, hoping they were actually going to announce it for sale, and then I could have just you know sent it back you know and exchanged it um, you know. But um, no, so we have to wait a couple more months until that phone comes out. Um, I think we finally heard that Google decided that it didn't want Pixel just to be a plain vanilla Android phone anymore. That's that's what we're hearing. Out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using the standard, somewhat off-the-shelf components outside of their machine learning algorithms and, and yeah. their custom, they did have a smaller machine learning chip, I believe, or a security yeah. chip in the Pixel before. But you know, this is this is a step forward for them. And, and like I said, this announcement came out of nowhere. There was a only a handful of outlets pre-briefed, probably to control leaks, and. The Pixel 5 doesn't sell a lot anyways, let's be honest. No, right? like no, no, They're not no. selling a ton. So if they if they cannibalize some sales by people waiting for the 6 or 6 Pro, then so be it. Right. But I think this main thing was once carriers started getting their devices in hand, Tensor was going to leak, right? There was going to be yep. the first thing we usually see leak of the Pixel phone is a couple of pictures from a stock room at one of the carriers yeah. or a testing room at one of the carriers. And then a screenshot or a picture of the screen of the phone with whatever is inside it, processor, RAM, memory, all that. And if the first thing was, this isn't a Qualcomm chip, that would have been a lot. So maybe Apple Silicon is as far as the announcement goes and getting ahead of it uh, with Tensor. But it, uh, it's an interesting announcement and we're going to dive into that more. But first, I want to start with what does this mean for Qualcomm? I mean, they've been their chip partner, yeah. You know, since the Pixel line existed, and even going back before that, the Nexus line, and and their partners, you know, Motorola and and Huawei and everyone else, their Qualcomm has been in all of Google's phones thus far. So, what does this mean for Qualcomm? So, you know, Qualcomm 
is very much the number one leading semiconductor company in the mobile device space. Okay, they yeah, sell so many. They sell so many chips that they are so successful that even Samsung itself, who manufactures them for for that for for Qualcomm, right, historically has used their SOCs in their highest end products pretty much overwhelmingly in favor of their own Exynos chip. Now that has changed only very recently with Samsung using Exynos and Galaxy S21. And I guess we'll know pretty soon what they're gonna use in the next generation of Z Flip. But basically, you know, Samsung uses a lot of Qualcomm stuff. Okay. Um, Qualcomm, Qualcomm captures about 40% of the overall smartphone application processor market with, you know, MediaTek coming in at around 26% on for the lower end stuff and, and Apple at 20%. Okay. So the, the overall volume shipments of Pixel were never more than a few percentage points of the smartphone market or even the Android phone market, you know, overall market share shrunk. Dramatically in 2020, they're about 2% now of the entire mobile vendor share in North America. So it's not going to impact Qualcomm's bottom line in terms of sales. It's not even going to, it's not even going to move the, 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 it's not going to move, it's not going to move the, the, the dial in, in, in yeah. any, in any, in any respect. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you that my, yeah. my initial thought was when I thought, well, what, what about Qualcomm? It, this means nothing. I mean, nope. yeah, they're going to be. At least materially, right? Like there's there's the narrative and the there's a story around. Oh my God, Google left Qualcomm, but let's be real. Google has always been using older processors. By the time they announced the Pixel, right? Yeah. We've talked about it on this show before. It's, a, it's always Qual been a huge disadvantage for them. By the time that you read a, the the Pixel comes out, it's already at the end of sort of the year, the cycle right. for for Qualcomm. Right. Yep. We usually yeah. see Qualcomm announce a new announce a new processor in November timeframe, yep. and by January we have phones using that new system on a chip or processor, and the Pixel line usually launches in October. So you're at the end of that life cycle, as you said, and there's not a whole lot of Pixel devices being sold. I think I read yesterday around one yep. percent of the market is Pixel, which is why they don't care that they're cannibalizing yeah. Pixel Five cells by announcing two new phones. A couple months early, presumably, you know, they may launch them earlier. We don't, we don't know. They just said later this year. But if they stick to their October release schedule, that's when we'll see them. So it's not like Google made a ton of money off Google or Qualcomm made a ton of money off of Google's Pixel phone no. lineup at all. So I mean, there's the marketing hit they're taking for it, but materially, bottom line, bottom dollar. This doesn't mean a whole lot to them. Nope. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Going and I, 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 I want to see what 5G chip uh, this thing uses. I seriously doubt, um, I seriously, seriously doubt that Google developed its own 5G uh, yeah. modem. So they may yeah, end up using, yeah. you may end up, they may have to use Qualcomm's X50, whatever, 60, whatever the heck they use anyway. So yeah, I think we should we should jump down that rabbit hole real quick because I keep saying system on a chip or processor. And to be very clear, Tensor is a system on a chip, and and yeah. Perlo, what is that exactly? So it, uh, an SOC is a complete uh, a complete st it's a complete stack, right? It, it includes memory, it it includes the cores, it includes GPU, all the things that you need to run a computer. Is right. including including traditionally the accessory chips, 
right? Right. Uh, that yep. that 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 a system would use, uh, you know, bus management controller, all, all the other things that you know, display management control, all that stuff on one chip. Now, because of the five G. Um, the transition, right? And and traditionally, the modem, what we call a modem, is 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 the what we call the or the uh, the baseband processor unit, right? Is typically not typically has not been integrated into the SOC, although some 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 Qualcomm SOCs like the one in the Pixel Five um, integrate it, right? But generally speaking, right. the baseband processor on the higher end phones is a separate is a discrete processor. Uh, right. That yeah. Yeah, so and in, in that's, we refer to even with Qualcomm Snapdragon 888, we say it's a processor, but it's actually a system on a chip. It includes, yeah. like you said, the full stack. And it's just, in terms of mobile, I guess the, the, the reference to system on a chip or SOC and processor has become somewhat interchangeable. But to be clear, this is a system on a chip. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff here that we don't know what Google licensed? We have from no Qualcomm. we have no clue. We have no idea what the core architecture is. We have no idea what the right. GPU is. There's a lot of uh, we 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 know very little about it other than the name of the thing at this point. Right, and you know there was some uh, they actually the made by Google or made by yeah made by Google Twitter account did a 13 tweet thread of yeah. Tensor and the Pixel Six and Six Pro and what you can expect, and basically the highlight. For Google and what they wanted to announce so far is this is going to be a huge leap forward for them in machine learning, which yeah. is a good segue into our next talking point, which is what does this mean for Google? And more specifically, what does this mean for the Pixel? So I guess we'll start with you, Perlo. What does this mean for Google? Yeah. So let's start with the name Tensor. I, I don't yeah. think that it's a co coincidence that this chip shares its name with TensorFlow, uh, which is the open source machine learning and AI software library that Google introduced in 2015. Um, and the Tensor Processing Unit, the TPU, that Google Cloud Data Centers use, which also run this library. So this library is used in many kinds of applications, including computer vision, facial recognition, of course, you know, computational photography, right? Now, I, I, I'm sure that it's been a bit of an embarrassment for Google, right? That the fastest platform for TensorFlow currently on a performance per watt and per core basis is Apple's M1, okay, Apple's Apple Silicon, right? Developers absolutely love the Mac Mini now for this purpose because it's cheap and it's fast for this type of machine learning workload. So Google clearly sees the need for their own Silicon, right? Just like Apple did to bring them unique value add, not just to things like Android phones, but other types of applications, which I'm sure include machine learning in other places such as, you know, Nest Cams and other devices that have cameras on, on it. Now, I don't think it necessarily means we're gonna see the same manufacturing at scale, right? That Qualcomm, Samsung, or Apple sees with their chip designs, right? I think for a while, maybe even forever, right? This is going to be exclusive to Pixel phones. Okay, I, I don't think we're going to see widespread minting of these things in massive volumes and reselling them to other Android phone manufacturers. I, I think what we might see eventually is Google branded Chromebooks at the some point. That's probably yeah. a given. Maybe 100%. we might might maybe we might even see a new slate with one of these things if Google decides that it's the right time <laughs> to re-enter that market. Uh, yeah. may, maybe a tensor box. Right, something to compete with an Apple TV, to compete with an Apple TV, a high-end streaming deck with other functions for gaming and other stuff on it. Maybe, 
I'm, I'm just I'm just speculating, right? It, it should be noted that we don't know at all who's manufacturing the ship the ship for Google, or has lent them any architectural assistance for its design. It, it could be a TSMC, could be yeah. any number of companies, including Samsung. Could be Nvidia, right? Who just bought ARM, right? Or is so, working on buying ARM. It could be any. It could be anybody. Yeah. Android Central uh, posted a story. Uh, everything you need to know about. Google Tensor. And right. uh, going through it, it, according to the report on Android Central, and they don't source where they got this information from, right. so maybe it was on background or off the record from Google is my guess, Samsung LSI is doing the design and manufacturing of this chipset. So yeah, that's, that's not surprising at all. I mean, I mean, Android yeah. Central is reputable. I trust this. I So I would say... Samsung is the manufacturer and helping them with the design, uh, you know, the intricacies of the design. For me, what this means to Google is it, it gives them full control over their product. And in the same way that Apple has control over their product, if you control all of the hardware, you can make the software do a lot more yep. than it did before, right? And so they could push the limit of machine learning. And in, in that thread, I was just referencing from Made by Google, they talk about some of the things you can expect to improve on the Pixel 6 because specifically of Tensor. And that is voice commands, translation, captioning, dictation, all that stuff, which is already good on Qualcomm Silicon. Yep. And, and the experience there, especially the recorder app on the Pixel, I use that for a lot of my interviews because it auto-transcribes it in real time and it's very, very accurate. And they're talking about and this is Google's own words, big leaps in, in translation, captioning, and dictation. If, if that's accurate and we really see that, I can't imagine how much better it's going to be. And then also, you know, Rick Osterloh in the announcement from Google, uh, announcing Google Tensor and the new Pixel phones, talked about how the new chip is allowing them to take their computational photography that has been in the Pixel line from day one and really, really drastically improve it. I mean, they, they put astronomy overnight, you know, photos into the Pixel line a couple of years ago, and they look great. And yeah, this is I mean, to it, it, could, it, could, it could allow them to, to make the next gen lead. The other thing I see that this chip doing is kind of like what, um, what Amazon is doing with the, um, the Echo Gen 4s and Alexa, which is the, the, the ability to offload uh, cloud queries. Uh, in the same way to accelerate to accelerate cloud-based functions by having some of the queries and the and the processing done on the local device versus in the cloud, so the response time can be improved uh, for for because well, I mean, there's so much obviously when you talk about Google services that Android uses right and that and that and that um, the phone is going to need to be able to leverage right yep. Uh, with the, the assistant and all that. So I, I think that if, if this chip will improve those capabilities, that's going to allow, you know, uh, Android, particularly the Pixel, to be in par with what the iPhones can do. Yeah, case in point, iOS 15 adds offline yeah. Siri requests and answers to the iPhone and iPad. And yep. I believe there, I, I believe A12 processor is the cutoff for that. I'll have to yes. double check. Um, or listeners will have to double check. But there is a cutoff for that. It, it is specific to newer 
uh, processors and Apple's A1 or A series processor. You know, and another thing this does for Google is they're no longer beholden to Qualcomm's release schedule. We've already nope. talked about how they were always at the end of life for the next Snapdragon or the previous Snapdragon processor. And now when they have a Tensor chip ready to go, Tensor 1, 2, whatever they end up calling them, they could release yep. a product and there's no, well, this is an old chip with new one coming around the corner. This is, this is the latest chip. This is the best performance that we, we have to offer. And as long as it's on par with the next Qualcomm chip or superior to that, no one is going to complain at all. The, the only thing that I so that they're going to run into with this is potential supply line supply chain issues when it comes to the semiconductor manufacturing supply chain and because I mean if they if they have if they're getting manufacturing assistance from Samsung yeah. uh, for all we know Samsung could be manufacturing the entire phone right because I mean you're talking about the the, the RAM the, the, you're talking RAM you're talking flash storage all that kind of stuff that obviously Samsung knows how to make also also display um, this could be no. This could be really no more different than a uh, a Galaxy phone in name and in and in specific chip implementation, right? So, um, obviously, Samsung is going to prioritize its own production over Google's if if it's coming out of their factories. Uh, so, um, like I said, we don't know how much of this phone is being made by by Samsung besides the the the, the chip itself, right? It, we, there's other components. That this thing could use could be you know camera modules. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of other things that go to a phone besides a chip that you know Google's going to have to be dependent on, right? Right. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a problem everyone's facing right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it. It's almost like Google unknowingly picked the worst time possible to oh, start. Awful their own time. <laughs> awful phone processor system yeah. on a chip line. <laughs> Just man, can you? have any worse timing than this but you just talked about cameras and we we talked about how uh google or rick osterloh who is in charge of the pixel division at google former ceo of motorola back when google bought motorola and owned it for a short bit of time um, he eventually left and then ended up at google taking over all of their hardware and so he talked about the new camera bar that is on the back of the pixel yeah. 6 it is a very unique design, I will say that. And mm -hmm. um, I was having a Twitter conversation shortly after the announcement uh, with Larry Dignan, our ZDNet's editor-in-chief, and Mary Jo Foley, who covers does a bang-up job of covering Microsoft. And both of them came to the conclusion that the camera bar, which is what Google is calling it, looks like a raccoon stripe going across its eyes. And now these have, the reason Google claims that they had to do it like this instead of the four by four, or yeah, four by four, no, the, the square camera array that we've seen on phones for the last couple of years is because they have actually bigger lenses and sensors and they had to make room for them all. Perlo, I know you think it looks not like a raccoon's eyes, but no. What, what what do you think about this design? Well, you know, I was looking at the color palette that they're using for the casings, and I'm like, this reminds me of something. And I started googling, you know, image match, uh, color matching, and I'm like, and I, and I realized what it, it does look like. It's 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 something like you would see in a cosmetics advertisement, like for eyeshadow. <laughs> like like this is the phone that Revlon would come out um, with in the 1980s. It's the, the exact it looks it looks like an eyeshadow case, you know, from for 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 that that women it would does. use to for 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 makeup, like like my mom would used to have or my for for like you know 
you know, in the 1970s, you know, it's like you, the cover girl makeup, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, commercials that you'd see on TV. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. You sent me a picture and I definitely could see it. So for the listeners yeah. who haven't seen uh, the Pixel 6 yet, we have a story on ZDNet uh, with some photos of it. Basically, there is a what looks like a glass back that covers yeah. the whole back of it. And then there's the top portion that's maybe just a sliver. It's a little bit bigger on the 6 Pro. Then there's a black bar that goes across it. Yeah. And then the rest of the back of the phone. And the colors they picked are very makeup-like, mascara-like. And so I, I yeah. definitely see where you're going with that. And uh, as far as the design goes, look, Google's always taken some different approaches to how it designs and the materials and the colors it uses in its phones. And some of them share the same overall approach while others um, look completely different. And I've always appreciated the fact that Google has given us a break from the standard square or black rectangle that we have become accustomed to from Samsung or uh, Apple or, you know, any other smartphone manufacturer. Yes. When you look at it from the front, you still have a black rectangle, but you flip it over and then there's a pretty unique design going on most of the time on a pixel phone. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to need to see these phones in person before I make a final judgment. We have the six is 6.4 inch display. Six pro is a 6.7 inch display. I think is what our sister site CNET reported. Uh, I didn't get those details from anyone because Google was being very stingy, mm -hmm. but they CNET actually interviewed Rick Osterloh about the launch. So he, I think he uh, let that info out. So these are going to be pretty big phones, at least compared to the Pixel 5, which is currently a six inch display. So yeah. I don't know. Pixel 6 Pro may be a little too big. And Possibly. both models have have different color arrangements too. So, uh, you, you know, it, if you're going I, for a I already color, own one giant phone. I think, I think that I'll probably just get the regular Pixel 6 when it comes <laughs> out. Yeah. And I, I want to go back and correct something I said earlier about Android Central and uh, where they got the information about Samsung. Uh, producing the chip. They actually are taking a very educated guess. Uh, this isn't something that was came from Google on background or, or uh, off record. But so what they're what they found is evidence that says the Tensor system on a chip is using Samsung's Xynos 2100 as the foundation uh, chip for the. That's the same. That's exactly the same core that's in the S21. Yeah. yeah, so it's a Cortex-X1 core, three A78 cores, and four energy-efficient A55 cores is what's in the 2100. And so they found in developers, and they're, they're rep reporting this out, and I apologize for messing this up earlier in, in the podcast, uh, found evidence that this is what they're basing the Tensor chip on. So that'll give us a good idea of performance, right, and what to expect, and then Obviously, on top of that, we can expect some machine learning and some AI improvements. That's where I think the performance is really going to hit the road, not so much at the core level, because we know the cores are nowhere fast as what Apple has. It's a question of, of what of the, the, the other functions, the application functions with, with, with yeah. this ML stuff and the, and, the, and the cameras really where it's going to make a difference, in my opinion. Absolutely. So, Perlo, we've heard that this is going to be, at least the 6 Pro, is going to be on the expensive end. Uh, someone from Google tweeted it out. And the surprise, 6 is going to be not top of the line, but not mid-tier anymore. So let's say we fast forward to October. The phone's just launched. 800 bucks. 
For the six? Yes. Okay, six pro is probably eleven hundred, twelve hundred. Yeah, that's where I think which, they're going to be at. Which one you buying? Oh, I'm buying the the regular one. I mean, I don't, I don't need another giant pro phone. I'm, I mean, the pro phone that I got to spend money on is going to be an iPhone 13. I mean, let's 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 face it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm with you. Obviously, I'm getting one as well. Probably, I really want. There's like a gold yellowish color in the six pro. I, I the color combination just looks sharp to me. But the more I think about it, um, and there is some camera differences. I'm too. buying black, dude. It's going in an ugly case. I don't care. Oh, so you're just back to the black rectangle with, well, then that's charcoal. not a mascara case. <laughs> charcoal. No, it's, it's charcoal. charcoal. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'll probably go with the six as well. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see when we get more details, right? I mean, we have Android 12 still coming. You know, Google's going to optimize that even more for the Pixel 6 and Tensor. Uh, they already kind of hinted at that and, and we'll just have to see. But I, I would imagine I end up going with the Pixel 6. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. Any closing thoughts, Perlo? No. First of all, I'm glad that that Google's finally doing something to differentiate themselves with their with their devices. Um, you know, I, I think they 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 clearly saw over the last few years what Apple was doing with their own IP and differentiating, you know, with their own processor capabilities. And I, and I think it was just, you know, how how do you compete, you know, uh, as a company with with all the other Android companies out there that are using your code base? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it you can't differentiate on user interface because 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 the because for, for Google and Pixel is all about purity, in in, in in the Android build. So I um, mean, you can't you can't charge more for a pure phone when you know uh, Samsung and the OnePlus are coming out with differentiating phones, right? So it's so it that was always their dilemma. Um, you know, d- d- you don't you don't want to ch- charge more for vanilla. So I think the the the, the chip IP. Them, them, them differentiating on machine learning and all these other aspects is is where I think um, they can they can make a difference in terms of adopting their their products, right? Yep, one hundred percent. So here's where I stand on this. I don't care what this means for Google. Obviously, I hope it's successful enough for them to justify continuing to do this. But I think in the smartphone industry that has become somewhat stagnant, we already kind of know what to expect with the new iPhones and software updates and new Samsungs and new OnePlus and everyone else. We need more competition. And if Google is able to set the bar, which is what the Nexus line originally was intended to do, Google used Nexus to set the bar for its hardware partners and say, this is the what you should strive for instead of these really crappy Android phones with a boring experience. Here's what you should do. And then the Pixel yeah. kind of came in as, all right, fine, we're going to do it. And they've tried to do it, but they haven't really put the money behind marketing. And they've used the same parts and pieces. And now by taking this in-house and having more control, they can push it forward. And if that means Samsung yeah. pushes the Galaxy line forward, and that means... Apple says, oh, crap, we got to push iPhone forward. I'm all for it. And and that's what I want to come out of this. Right. Obviously, I, I want Google to be wildly successful with this because I think the Pixel phones have always been some of the best. But they have to invest in marketing and getting this in on every carrier. We've talked about that many times on this show and getting it in retail channels. And, and you know, there's a there's a whole other show and we'll probably go down this road when the Pixel launches later this year and evaluate their their uh, release approach and uh, see where it happens. But yeah, better, more competition, the better. It, it's pretty stagnant right now. 
Yep, I agree with that 100%. But I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my, my, my Pixel 5 now. Right. Well, uh, which, there, which, when should I when should I get rid of it and sell it at now? I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're in the, the Android 12 beta cycle. I was I wanted to complete the beta cycle and then take a look at the you know the release on it. But I'm thinking, like, should I get rid of the thing now? Now, well, now I mean, now, I mean, you know, presumably uh, we're a week or two away from Android 12 becoming official. Yeah. Right. The last beta with official launch is supposed to happen. Well, the last beta is supposed to happen this month, which is the finalized build. Which so release candidate goldmaster whatever you want to call it, and then maybe a week week or two after that we'll have the official release. So I don't yeah. know. Wait for beta four, do what you need for it. You know, get what you need out of it, and then uh, get rid of the thing so it's worth some money. Yeah, because you because usually you know uh, Google does a trade in on on Pixel, but I'm wondering if it's going to depreciate too much, but for the time it. it <laughs> You know, that's yeah. that this this is what we go through every single year with these things. It's like when when do I get rid of it? Uh, yeah, I think I, I, cycle, I think I want I think I think I can live without a without a pixel for a couple of months um, if I get yeah. rid of it now. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Perlo, um, thanks for chatting with me today. I hope our listeners enjoyed this this podcast and this episode. Yeah. Uh, we truly appreciate it. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And this is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.